0: Now, last week, I've mentioned it already. I was in Cork filling in for Dahi on the Today Show and I got a chance to pop over to Photo Wildlife Park because I wanted to see the baby rhino that was born to proud mom Maya, and dad, Jamil. It's absolutely gorgeous. doesn't quite have the horn formed yet, but still looks very much like a rhino. Anyway, it was a very long gestation period and it was born on the 19th of September. As I discovered when I spoke with the lead ranger at Fota, Aidan Rafferty.
1: Well, uh, yeah, welcome to the, the Rhino House. Thanks very much indeed, Aidan. Um, You're
0: all over the news at the moment, not just you, not but voting no, in general. No, I, don't well, I should say say your rhino is all yeah, over. Yeah, no the one's news. watching the
1: news for me, uh, unless they're very sad. <laughs> they no, they're, see the baby? <laughs> yeah, the baby, yeah. It's all about the baby at the moment. Well, tell so, us about the baby then. Uh, he was born the September 19th the first baby rhino born in uh, of that species greater one-horned rhino or indian rhino first one in the country so dublin zoo have white rhinos um so this is the first time we've had greater one-horned rhinos in the country so he's the first Irish native rhino to be born here okay now what's the difference for the benefit of me and the listeners uh so the greater one horn rhino or as i would say the Indian rhino they're Asian and so their uh, historical range was basically the northern Indian continent so from Pakistan right through northern India Nepal and to Bangladesh and across there and that that whole northern region and white rhinos and black rhinos are African um, and then you have so there's five species then you have the Sumatran and the Javan and they're incredibly rare and incredibly endangered okay so we'll just climb through these bars here.
0: There we
1: go. Yeah, so with her, she's still quite protective, so we, we won't go too close. But she has a bit of food in front of her now, so she's not so bad. But she does kind of charge at you and kind of um, try and encourage you oh, to there stay back. Off. Yeah, here he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. gorgeous, isn't he? He's stunning. He's
0: absolutely oh, absolutely beautiful. He's staying
1: very close to mom as well. Yeah, he will. So and she's and she's uh, stays very close to him as well. Like unless it's food under her nose, sometimes she gets a bit distracted. But most of the time, she'll kind of insert herself between uh, the calf and whatever she might perceive to be a, a threat. A threat yeah. yeah. And if you go too close, then she will kind of sometimes run at you.
0: So how often do rhinos breed? Tell me about the gestation. Tell me about the birth.
1: So the the gestation is usually um, you normally kind of go on an average of around 450 days, 454 days. Uh, so that translates to about fifty to 16 months uh, and obviously you can kind of get it's it w- a long time it's a very long time yeah yeah so and it's a long wait then as well for us you know and so especially you get especially anxious then towards the end so we weren't 100 percent sure that she had caught initially so um we sent off um fecal samples to Chester chester's no when you say
0: got caught you mean get, uh, pregnant. get pregnant yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so just using common parlance for the zookeepers. That's okay, yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so we weren't sure that she was pregnant. So what you do is you take faecal samples over the course of um, 30 days. You take a, couple, a sample every uh, three days, I think it was, and we sent that off then to Chester Zoo, and they analysed the hormones in that, and they can tell then from the increase in the, in the hormones as to whether or not she's pregnant based on other samples they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, we were pretty sure that Jamil had covered her. We mixed them in May of last year. Initially, what we were trying to do was mix them in the in the winter and then you add the 15 months and the hope will be that they calf in the spring and summer. So okay, we, so
0: there isn't a breeding season per se?
1: No, they can kind of breed all year round. So they, they'll come into season kind of every 20 to 40 days. Um, so we had a chart with her, and we were tracking her estrus. So you, you tell by the males then whether she's in season or not. Right. So she'll start whistling herself a lot and she'll start spraying urine, which isn't a common thing for no, them. No, no, no,
0: just go back there. But you can tell by the males?
1: You tell by the males how interested they are, and then you'll tell by her vocalizations. Ah, I see what you mean. Okay. And the fact that she, like, so the males will spray urine quite a lot, but the females don't generally spray that much but when they are in season she will and they're spraying that because that's the scent marker for the male okay. the male will come and he'll test the urine and then he'll detect the the increase in hormones uh, and then she'll he'll know that she's in season uh, and so quite often if you have a male next door to her he'll start to get agitated when he starts to pick up the hormones so right so quite often the male will know before you know because he's picked up the scent of the. and urine. so if
0: you want them to breathe then you put them in the same enclosure
1: exactly yeah no. yeah.
0: In the real world that we live in, if you're yeah. like, if you don't like
1: somebody, you kind of brush them off.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can she brush him off? What if she doesn't want to mate with him?
1: If she doesn't want to mate with him, uh, things she might can find him attractive. Yeah. Well, things can get violent. Like, and the, and the mating with these species can get incredibly violent. And a lot of it is down to the the age and the experience of the two participants. So if you get a very dominant male and quite a young female, then he can be overly aggressive with her, uh, or vice versa. Now these two, because they're both kind of nine, I think they're both nine at the time. It's very similar age and a very similar size and weight but he had no experience as a bull, so it was his first time ever, and her first time ever being covered. So they were actually fairly okay with each other, they were quite gentle with each other. He spent a lot of time sitting down, which is common for the males, and then the female would spend a lot of time just poking him to get him up off his okay. arse. And, and then eventually he'll start to take interest, you know, right. um, and that can take a couple of hours, so like the, you can you can be sitting here, so like we would watch get it all. Get on, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, know? so we would have people positioned at a number of gates in case violence does erupt. And um, what do you do then, jump in between them and stop? No, you basically have to close the gate as fast as you okay. can if you get enough of a gap. Sometimes if they're running too close together, you just have to leave it and, and run but if you can get up enough of a gap and you have a worry then you can close the gate but most of the time you're just leaving nature take its course okay. unless it gets incredibly violent so you know.
0: then he eventually but will mount her yeah and exactly impregnate yeah. her
1: and is it long is it all over in a minute no or? no it's fairly fairly fast and fairly brief okay, and then, and then, then it's you, all over and then yeah. what he
0: loses interest in basically yeah,
1: he'll just go back and sit down again okay yeah. and
0: then you know what happens to her then
1: uh, well, she will be in season probably for, it's usually about 24 hours and you might get a kind of a, a, kind of a pre estrus kind of where they're, they're coming into season um, and then maybe a small bit afterwards. But they're most fertile basically for about 24 hours. But she hours. won't
0: want to mate again and he won't want no, to mate no. again. No, so, no. So, she- so he does it once and that's it. That's what I'm wondering.
1: Yeah, well, we weren't there the evening. Uh, so, like, we stayed here until about 8 o'clock at night, and then we just left him together overnight right. uh, because we had seen no signs of any aggression. So we're not 100% sure how many times he covered. Oh, okay. I do think he covered her at least two or three times because it was his first time. He qu- didn't really know what to do with himself, right. and so he missed quite a few times. Okay. And so we weren't 100% sure at which point he did manage to cover her. And But, and like I say, usually it's really, really quick. Like, if you look at a giraffe, and that's literally over in seconds. Right. Um, so, like, the, a giraffe will, will mount a female... Um, and as soon as he ejaculates, like, that's, he's gone. And then he's, he's done for a little while then again. And then he might come back then in another kind of... So anyway, he goes minutes. off.
0: He's no interest now. It's all over. Yeah, so now
1: the work starts for her. Does she immediately start feeding up or what happens? No, not really. <laughs> to be honest, like you will not detect any kind of a change really oh, okay. for, for months and months. And you won't even see any size difference really you know so like you can see the weight chart is really how you definitely start to know so you're going to see maybe by about the third trimester that weight is going to start increasing uh, as the the fetus grows in size then that's when you really kind of start to know when you start getting that kind of that curve and the weight is going up you don't really tend to feed anything extra. The last thing you want to do with the pregnant female is get her too fat, okay. um, because then you're going to run into trouble when coughing. Um Because everything, when, when they get too heavy, everything, the channel gets constricted, and then you can have a breach so you really actually want to keep them trim and then when she does calf that's kind of when you want to start kicking in the protein and the extra nutrients and stuff so she's here ever us now again so always looking for food and Yeah. she happy. walked away with the baby there for <laughs> she, a while yeah, she,
0: and now she's it, decided we're okay and yeah. they're back again yeah
1: yeah yeah. so um we use that really for for training we do a lot of training with them one of the biggest issues you have with them is their feet and then again that comes back to weight you you really do want to keep them a nice tidy weight for their size and so we do a lot of weighing on the wayboard, and we do a lot of body scoring. You want to be able to see the ribs. A lot of the time, you'll come into a zoo and you'll see a rhino, and it'll look really ribby. That's a good thing. If you can't see the ribs, your rhino is too fat, basically. Okay, it's obese. It's obese. Yeah, yeah. If
0: it's possible yeah. for a rhino to be obese, and it yeah, is. Yeah, oh, oh it
1: definitely is. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a massive thing because you can get ovarian cysts and everything with the females if they get too heavy, and then again, they'll have trouble with their feet. Uh, and in oh. zoos, you know, you can get a lot of artificial substrates. Absolutely. So we've got uh, you can't re- you can't see it obviously on radio, but all of the, the debates inside are springy mulch and they're a metre deep yep. it's a really good springy mattress that you have for them and that's just to take pressure off the feet and then outside we have the sand we try and rake up the sand as often as we can and just get that kind of springy again and then obviously the paddocks end up being Ireland it gets really muddy out there and that's a perfect environment for them
0: so other than that, you don't do anything at all
1: for her. You just let her go through Yeah, just no, all you just do is you should make sure she's, she's fed she's a decent... She's and fed enough yeah, and yeah. looked after. Exactly, yeah. And then the right minerals and vitamins as well. Okay. You know? But that's kind of a part of a balanced diet anyway. So when it comes um, to the birth, skipping on yeah. that 15 months... You have an idea roughly. I think the 7th of September was her date on paper... And obviously she went kind of um, 12 days past that. But that's not, like I said, there's always kind of a week, two weeks, Mm -hmm. give or take of of that planned date anyway. So usually kind of about a month in advance, we will start separating her off. I think it was maybe about six weeks that we started putting her into the what we call the long staller. it's the dry stall basically because there's no there's no access to water there and then we banked up the walls um, as much as we could and you turn off um, any water to that so you keep it nice and dry and nice and clean because uh, obviously if you introduce water into the bed then you get contaminants you get a lot of bacteria growing in it so you want the bed as, as dry and as clean as possible mm-hmm. and we change out the mulch then so the, the mulch is usually in there for a few months but obviously then you can get a, a build up of um, bacteria, protozoa, cryptosporosis, that kind of thing stuff so we changed out the entire bed change all of the mulch get it as clean as possible coming up to the birth the main risk to the calf when it's born initially other than maybe the mother rejecting it is that you have an open wound where the navel is and so if it's sitting on a dirty substrate you have a risk of infection there so you have to have the substrate as clean as you can and then after she gives birth that's kind of when you start to increase the, the nutrients in the diet then and so at that point, then we, we introduced a kind of a higher protein hay, and alfalfa hay. And uh, we increased the pellets a little bit um, for extra vitamins and extra minerals and stuff. Um, and then just an extra bit of, of just regular hay.
0: Now, is the birthing long?
1: No. So she she started showing signs probably around six in the morning. Mm-hmm. The initial kind of cramping started. We came in at around eight o'clock. We picked that up fairly fast. And then we were just watching on camera. So... When they are giving birth, the last thing you want to do is is have anyone in there that's interfering because you can just really put them off and make them nervous and then you have a risk that she'll throw the calf and she won't come back Mm. to it. So it's straight onto cameras at that point. So I think it was around 10 past, 20 past 10 that morning that we saw the waters break. He gave us a little bit of a fright then because he started coming out back legs first and we were afraid that there was a, it was going to be a breach. But fortunately, it was only about 40 minutes and then he just popped out. And so usually once the, the widest part of the animal is usually the hips. So he came out backwards just to be awkward. Uh, but once the, the hips cleared, like he keep us out in a matter of seconds then. And needless to say, he's
0: born without his horn.
1: Yeah, yeah. So still no horn at the moment. It's a tiny, tiny little bit of a bump starting to form, but yeah. nothing really that you'd call a horn at this point. And how long um, will it be
0: before that horn actually forms?
1: That, no, I haven't actually seen myself. This is my first uh, oh, rhino okay. calf as well. So I, I think you're probably going to see probably a bit more of a horn probably about three or four months maybe. But he's absolutely. So a lot, so a lot of this yeah to me is because it's our first rhinos here and it's my first rhino calf as well. So a lot of it will be kind of new to me as well. Everybody here at FOTA has done something right because you've managed to get her this far. She's yeah, yeah, managed yeah. to give birth and the baby looks very healthy running alongside the mum there and yeah. everything else. He's growing, very inquisitive. At, he's growing at a phenomenal rate. You know, he is very inquisitive and, and, and that's a fantastic trait that they have. A lot of the time now he'll kind of come over and... No, he's, he's too afraid now. Yeah, no, he's too much. You, yeah. um, he was kind of come over and if you're on your own, he'll come over to you and he'll kind of sniff your hand. But he's yeah. not at the point yet where he'll allow us to kind of touch or interact with him.
0: Well, I'm delighted yeah. to say looking in there that both mum and the little baby look absolutely happy as can be yeah
1: yeah like i he, say he's growing at a phenomenal rate like when he came out he looked really really scrawny and really really skinny but they'll actually put on nearly a kilo to two kilos a day in weight oh, depending wow, that's on a lot. The, yeah like, like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like depending on how on the quality of the mother's milk obviously you know so the more mu- nutrients that we get into her like she'll pass that on to him yeah. and so that's why we've kind of we've upped the protein that'll up the quality of the milk and everything and so whatever goes into her should go into him then as well I'd love yes. to know what they're thinking. I really would. Yeah, it'd be amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But it, you know, it must be like at that age and everything is new. He's only started coming out now for this week, really. Like we were opening the gates last week, but he didn't really have an interest. Um, and so. That's one of the things that, you know, if you, if you do come to see him, you just have to be kind of aware of the fact that he's not at that age yet where he's kind of out all the time. Right, okay. And so a bit of patience. Because I'm sure that people are going to want to see him, absolutely, especially now yeah, yeah, that he's got yeah. so much press coverage. Yeah, so currently, because we're, we have a rotation now where we, we bring the boys in for safety, cause just in case he gets through some of the bars and into one of the mails. Mm. So we have them kind of out in the morning, and then she goes out in the afternoon. So afternoon is the best time to see him. But like I say, it's just a case of having to be a bit patient sometimes because he's not always that interested in coming out, particularly if it's really cold. Do you know, so it was cold this morning, but I think because the rain is due now, it's after heating up a little bit. And they had a fantastic time out in the rain on Sunday. So we were all hiding, and they were running around like madness, and rolling around in the puddles. So he loved it.
0: Well, it's my first baby rhino, and a delight yeah. to see. Thank yeah, you very too. much indeed, Aidan. No
1: worries. Thanks for coming to visit.
0: Yeah, it really was a treat to see that baby rhino, and it still doesn't have a name. If you go onto their website, you will be able to participate in naming. The Baby Rhino at Photo Wildlife Park. All the details on our own website, rte.ie forward slash money, okay?